All right, what's up, Can't guys? wait to fuck up your whole thing. Hi, everybody. What's up, guys? <laughs> Here's a uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Empower Up podcast. I'm Byron. Um, this is Steve, Steve Miam, and uh, we have a guest on. Yeah. Go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, Tony. My name is Tino Bambino, a.k.a. Tony Stanza, but professionally, my name is Antonio Carrion. I'm a software engineer. Uh, pleasure to be on. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for taking an hour out of your day around that time to come out and hang out with us and just talk stuff, video games, whatever it is that we want to do. Um, I don't know. I don't have any topics that I want to chat about off the top of my head. So I was just thinking, let's let's freestyle this and see like, what are the talks conversation that we want to chat about. Yeah, I know that we're not at the plugging section yet, but I actually have my own podcast where we oh, right readily on. come with no topics every single day. So I'm I'm in my element right now. This is this is wonderful. What's that podcast called? <laughs> that podcast <laughs> is called the Everyday Nothing Special Podcast. It's not safe for work. Just putting that out there. It's a not safe for work comedy podcast where me and my friends get together and talk about everyday nothing special things. Uh, so, yeah, you know, just got to make sure I get my plug in real early up top so everybody feels nice and like uh, disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude, I fucking love that. And I love to support, like, support your cause. Like, what, what caused you to, to start that podcast out of, it, out of everything? Man, um, it's so funny that you say that because I feel like that's something that we're going to talk about a lot uh, today is it was out of it was out of this creative rut that the three of uh, my friends were in at the time, at the time when we started the podcast three years ago, um, I didn't have a job yet. I was right out of college. Uh, I was extremely depressed. Um, and my friend who's a, a filmmaker had all this equipment. He didn't really feel inspired to make too much. Um, so we set up a little studio in his apartment uh, and we came in and we recorded. We just recorded our thoughts, our feelings. And eventually it grew into this thing where we get together every week. I get to see my best friends in the whole wide world. And we, you know, we either come up with topics from current events or we do a little bit of improv or we have like a produced segment. Um, and it's wonderful. And, it, and it's a creative outlet for, for me to uh, express myself. Um, that's kind of why I have an alias under Tino Bambino, so that it it's not yeah. extremely clear to everybody. That's you're on that. my phone now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's my stage persona, but but it, it's nice because I get to. Um, I feel like, especially in the industry that we're in, um, when when you're behind a computer or or you have deadlines, it's not easy to have a creative outlet yep. um, and to explore that that side of yourself that honestly everybody needs to explore. Um, so yeah. Right on. And you said you've been doing this for three years now. Um, how's like, how's uh, the progress been for you? Like what, what changes have you made? In, have you made since the beginning? Man, it's, it's evolved uh, a lot and you can kind of tell when the quality changes, actually we, our peak was, was pretty early on just because of our equipment, but then I moved to San Diego. Um, so we were figuring out discord and, and how to record online, uh, as well as we could. Um, <laughs> uh, right now we're having an issue where one of, one of my fellow cast members doesn't have a proper mic microphone and mixer. So he sounds 
awful. But mm. we're we're at 104 episodes, baby, and and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. You know, so uh, yeah, it, it's progressed wonderfully, and and hopefully, uh, oh, we. I mean, I guess I should mention we've had guests on the show, mm-hmm. um, such as Koja. We had content creators uh, like Show You Momo on Twitter. Shout out him, uh, uh, super awesome. We've had a uh, other guest filmmaker, Mia Janae Watkins, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and it's. It's just so awesome to share that kind of stuff. Oh, my mom, too. Sorry. Best guest in the world. <laughs> had my mom on the podcast where she confirmed canon. I am the favorite child. Just so you guys, you are talking to my mom's favorite. And that's, you can go listen to that episode. <laughs> and just out of curiosity, how many kids are we talking about here? There, so there, there are, I'm, I'm the youngest of four. Okay. I'm the youngest of four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So that's. That, all right, twenty five percent. Nice. Twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Byron, <laughs> flaming me right now. Oh, I remember that story you told me last week. Kojo's dad absolutely trashed me. Um, <laughs> I told him about my mom saying that I was her favorite, and he said, "And you believed her." And I <laughs> never felt so rightfully put in my place. <laughs> Okay. Oh, man, that's funny. So, just to confirm, have have any of your other siblings had a podcast and invited her on there to test to test out that theory? <laughs> to test out the to see if she'll just tell them the same thing. Honestly, mm-hmm. no. But I think that's what makes me the favorite is that I asked. <laughs> ah, there you go. Hey, you know, I can't hate yeah. on that. That's cool. That's cool. Absolutely. So, so you uh, you mentioned that your podcast you've had tons of guests like. I'm curious because this is, we're just starting this one. Mm-hmm. And what, what was your thought process for how you invited people on there? Was there any specific reason why, or are you just kind of like, Hey, whoever wants to come on, bring them on. It started. It definitely started as, Hey, whoever wants to come on, you come on down hmm. and we'll, you know, like we'll take care of everything. And then we realize, Hey, that kind of puts people in an awkward position. Mm. So maybe we should structure it a little bit more. So, um, when we had guests on in the future, we tried to come up with genuine questions that we wanted them to answer. We thought other people would be interested in hearing if they follow their work. Uh, mm-hmm. We thought of like where their specialty lies in and, and okay, like what, what is going to get them excited to be on the podcast and talking, right? And then most importantly, the kind of whole vibe that we're going for is we want you to turn on and hear us and, and, and vibe and chill and pretend like you're in the same room having a conversation with a couple of your friends. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if you're having a guest on, you got to make sure that they feel that too. Um, and I have to say, immediately, thank you guys for, for being such great hosts. I, I feel right at home, right as rain right here. So Yeah, no problem. You're man. doing amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on. It's definitely something I, I keep in fucking- mind as well, too. Uh, oh, sorry, Steve. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I try to have a general structure when we do these episodes, but uh, try not to be totally inflexible, right? So, because I know yeah. you, you've got a lot of interesting topics too. So, kind of wherever you want to take the conversation is, you know, I'm down to take it that way as well. 100%. Dude, I was, I was going to ask you if you were interviewing yourself on your podcast. Like, what would you be asking yourself right now? 
Damn, Steve, coming at me with these with these fucking bangers, these hitters, these questions are so good. I don't know. What would I ask myself? Um because like I, I don't I don't know that much about you. And like there are so many interesting topics that I know that you have in your head. And like if you if you what what are you most excited to talk about? Like anything, whatever. I'm I guess I'm most excited. Most excited to talk about, hmm, I really, what's been on my brain lately has been uh, accessibility in video games and how that extends to, um, how that extends socially, right? Like, okay. when we talk a lot about accessibility, we're, we're usually talking about, like, motor and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Right, like whether somebody can hold their the the interface or device or whatever, like how they interact with the game. But we don't talk about like, well, how accessible can we be for people who don't really have you know a bunch of social media accounts, but they still want to interact with other people who play a game. Mm. Um, and interestingly, the game that comes up in my head the most, and I'm like, that game's actually amazing is Dark Souls okay. and how the messaging system in that game works. Because you don't, you don't need to know somebody to read their message. And when you're writing a message, you're not necessarily doing it for a specific person. You're doing it for the ether. Um, and whether it's helpful or harmful, whatever, you're still getting to interact with other people. Uh, and it's weird. I, I don't think most people would think about that as an accessibility thing, but it's like, y- yeah, it kind of is. Or maybe accessibility isn't even the right word, but I don't know. Just little mechanics like that, like that are like how, how the way that we have our players interact with each other, right? Mm-hmm. How much thought do we put into that? And what kind of cultures are we creating when we have that, right? Like, um, it's, I don't know, it's super interesting stuff. So for, for those of us in the world, like just me who hasn't played this game, can you explain a little bit uh, sure. what, what's going on? Uh, like, like how, how does this actually work? Absolutely. So Dark Souls is, for anyone who doesn't know, notoriously difficult. Um, uh, uh, one of the hardest games in the world, but... Um, there's there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel that uh, a lot of people don't talk about that if you have Dark Souls and you have an internet connection, you can go online and other players uh, have the option of writing down messages on the ground for anyone to read. And these messages can be anything from like, you know, watch out behind you to uh, uh, I like pie, right? <laughs> So not, they're not always helpful, but it's interaction, right? Uh, you get to decide for yourself whether you're going to listen to these messages, read them, and, and take them earnestly or not. Um, and you, as a player, can go out of your way to write messages. If you run into a trap uh, and you're like, man, that sucked. That was the worst. Uh, I can't believe this game would do that. Well, you can write down a message and warn the next guy so that he knows, hey, there's a trap coming up ahead. Um, or 
you can write a message that says, hey, uh, uh, run straight up, man. Go for it. You know, charge ahead. Ain't, ain't, <laughs> nothing, ain't nothing wrong up there. <laughs> so you control them. Um, yeah, <laughs> you control them. Um, so what I found in my experience is that most people have used that mechanic for good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most people have used it to interact positively with other players. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh, I guess an important thing to mention is that there is a rating on, like people can thumbs up messages or not. Uh, uh-huh. uh which is really fun, but all of it is anonymous, you know, like uh, players don't usually get a ton of, you know, like you can't follow other Dark Souls players or whatever. Right. So um, it's it's purely out of the intent to uh, help or hinder other players. So when when somebody puts one of these messages on the ground, is it. Is it like a pre, is it like typed out or is it something that they have to like spray paint onto the, onto the floor or like how do they it, actually it is, write it down? It is like a, I don't know if you've ever, it's kind of like Mad Libs in a way where like the, the, the game will give you like little prompts and mm-hmm. yeah, you'll like fill in the words like go to blank or or blank from blank, you know, and they'll give you like different templates that you can find words. Um, so it's not entirely uh, uh, like whatever someone has on their, you know, like you can't put obscenities or whatever in the messages. Mm-hmm. Um, but people definitely get creative <laughs> with these messages. Um, uh, but yeah, if you haven't played Dark Souls, I can't yeah. recommend it enough it's one of it i don't know it's one of my favorite games it's so much because that was one of the games that just recently came out like on the ps5 right they did a whole remaster of it is that right they, they did a remaster of demon souls which is like a demon predecessor souls. to dark souls but yeah the demon souls has a has the same mechanic in it um it's kind of it's okay. kind of across all from soft games um and yeah uh, by the way looks amazing on the ps5 i got to yeah. play it at my friend's house sorry about that i got to play it at my friend's house and uh whew, that game looks amazing gotcha that's cool. okay that's cool definitely something to link into so so going back to the accessibility comment mm-hmm. now that we've got that like how 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 do you see that being used or evolving uh moving forward that that's a good question. Um, I recently attended a talk by uh, Mel uh, Ramsden, um, who's a she's a video game writer. Uh, uh, or sorry, video game. Uh, I, th- I think she's a technical artist, maybe a developer. Um, but she she actually just worked on a game that came out called Stonefly. It's an indie game. Mm-hmm. Um, Plugging stuff for my friends. Right mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's amazing. She's awesome. Incredibly intelligent. Uh, she held a talk where she was talking about this exact thing in the context of uh, gatekeeping um, and how uh, a lot of people are gatekept from games like Dark Souls uh, or like um fighting games due to their difficulty um uh and if i see it evolving in any way 
I think it's a way for people besides the developers themselves to allow other players to help in a indirect but kind of fulfilling or enriching way, right? Like, the way that it has iterated, so that was a very basic example that it gave before, but in other FromSoft games, they've uh, they've made it so that you can now do like little recordings of your character mm-hmm. with the message. So you'll walk over uh, and press A over this message, and it'll play like a little recording of what your character is doing. Their character might mm-hmm. do like a pose oh, or okay. or like point to something, um, you know, and uh, and it's I, I don't I don't even know how to put it. It's it's interaction, but it's indirect, right? Like because this person's not like interacting with you directly. They're they're just sending this out there, hoping that you will read it, and when you do, uh. It's, I don't know. It's amazing. It's like, oh man, thank you, Buttface69. Like, <laughs> you helped me out so much, you know? Um, so, the only way that I really see that it can evolve is if, like, we have some sort of community managers or something that, like, helps promote the messages that truly help out players and, or that people really like the really funny stuff that makes the game better. Um, uh, and stuff that will make it so that games like these are not gate kept so much, right? And they're more accessible to to people of different, I don't know, uh, different diaspora of cultures, mm-hmm. uh, groups, whatever. Um, uh, and the more people that play the game, the better the game's going to get and the better the game's going to feel, right? It's like a feedback loop. Like the more people putting down messages, the cooler the messages are, mm. the more different they are, the more varied they are, you know? That's um, cool. It, it's, it's, it's an amazing idea. And I don't think FromSoft gets enough credit for exactly how cool it is. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, I played. That sounds so awesome. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember playing a game uh, pretty old now, Soul Sacrifice for the PS Vita. Whoa! Yeah, and I believe that they had a similar multiplayer system, right? I remember it at the time being referred to as asynchronous multiplayer, but they also did have a messaging system and like you could actually play with other people. So, I, yeah, you, you play, I'm sure you played it. Yeah, I love that game. And so for I can't believe Somebody else knows about that game. It's yeah, so good. I love that game. Um, and for those of you guys who don't know what that is, I'm sure you know maybe what Monster Hunter is. But basically, it's you go around and um, you're fighting different huge monsters or like 40, 50 hour, hour long um, matches. The best way to go is to go up with a group online and to just gang up on the monster. And I, <laughs> I, I believe that Soul Sacrifice has something similar. Uh, I can't remember what they called it, but you could... Like if they died or something, it was like, okay, there's some danger coming up. I believe they had a system like that. I think maybe you're right. I didn't get to use a multiplayer 
too often because I didn't know, because like I said, I didn't know anyone else knew about this game. It would be awesome if I could play with somebody else and explore these multiplayer mechanics. Hey, dude, the server's still on. I think I still got my Vita. I don't, I need to buy a Vita. I need to buy a Vita, but if, if there, I will absolutely play with you. Dude, I have my Vita. I just need to get the game. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Soul Sacrifice Squad is that what I'm hearing, dude? That game is so <laughs> great. I loved it. And the, the cool thing about that game versus Monster Hunter is Monster Hunter you just kind of attack the monsters, right, and you're done. Mm-hmm. But that one yeah. had a risk versus reward in the way that you leveled up because um, you could choose to, to focus on. I think it was like your health or something, and that so that gave you more health, or you could focus on your power, have less health. Obviously, that's what I focused on. I think right. I was like 90 health and maybe like. I mean, 90 damage and then 10 health. Glass cannon, baby. Glass cannon. That's what I was. So I I was that guy that was sniping him with the most powerful attacks from behind. We had a healer go up front to heal me whenever we were, you know, whenever I was down, all that stuff. That's amazing. Just hearing that somebody was able to have that kind of experience with that game. Like, it's such a shame, man. The Vita... Yeah, uh, like was an awesome console with amazing games on it. it didn't get the support that it really needed. Um, yeah, I agree. Soul Sacrifice is one of. Oh man, I would love, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I know this is like such a tangent from what we were talking about because now I'm just geeking out about Soul Sacrifice. <laughs> but uh, I used to go to sleep to the lore entries in that game. Oh just listening God. to the music, <laughs> reading the lore entries, being fascinated by this Grim Brothers like fairy tale passages that they would have in their I don't know. It was just amazing. That game was awesome and everyone should play it. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cool, Steve. So you haven't played it, right? Steve? I have not played I I definitely know what the game is. Yeah. I remember oh, a bunch of people playing it at yeah. work. Uh, but I had I didn't get into it myself. But it sounds like I need to get into it. Yeah, it had these really <laughs> cool entries. I remember. Um, I think it had like two different ones, right? You could either save the monster at the end, or and, sacrifice or it. sacrifice them. Um, and the trade off there was if you had maxed out your levels, then it would go towards one or the other, right? But you could gain an ally by doing that. And I think it had a different entry in this book that you read, which is really cool. The voice acting in it, the music in it, it was just really oh. really cool the way they had that whole direction yeah Spe- speaking of voice acting that's that's another thing that goes underappreciated in the video i this is just a tony geeks about video game hour welcome to the empowered tony <laughs> video games podcast everybody so glad to be here i'm taking this train off the rails now we're going to talk about how great voice acting is in video games i love it yep. i love hearing these amazing especially oh especially when you're talking about lore entries mm-hmm. with voices mm-hmm. ooh give give me the dramatic retelling of 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 your of your world and and oh god it just it gives me the fuzzies <laughs> yeah i love that stuff I, I love it so much i actually um i had the chance to work on a game with uh we have a friend named Kane he's also a developer he started just recently working at PlayStation as a tech artist Congrats, Akane. Uh, yeah, I know. A couple of years ago, we worked on a game called Cyber Shell, first-person shooter. 
where I actually got to direct Kane doing some voice acting. And I actually oh, did. Amazing. Yeah, I actually did a, a couple of sound effects, a couple of like voice modulation sound effects myself in the cutscene. It was a lot of fun. Like it gave <laughs> me a whole new level of respect for voice actors and voice direction because I can't imagine, especially during COVID, how difficult it must be to actually direct someone behind the scenes. They have to basically be their own audio engineer and then to also yeah. deliver those assets and then master them, make sure that all the levels are correct. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's funny. I actually, I, I feel like to say that I've had experience with this is, you know, maybe overstating a little bit of my capabilities, but <laughs> Mia and I uh, had actually done a little bit of voice acting for PlayStation um, for the power of black voices uh, uh, event that they had. This was uh, internal, but um, uh, but yeah, I got to I got to uh, be a voice actor for uh, this um, uh, project that Mia was doing, and she voice directed me. And it was hard, man, uh, especially when you're talking about like you know twenty takes for you know a few pages, and, and you have to send <laughs> those WAV files, and you have to find like where to do it. We <laughs> thankfully they were small enough that we could send through like you know, it, just online, but otherwise, man, having, having, the, can't imagine having to like drive to someone's place just to hand them a flash drive. And you, you know, like it's, yeah. um, it, it's, it's hard, man. Voice acting is, is no joke. Um, so one of, one of the things I want to ask you about that is you're not a voice, uh, you're not a professionally trained voice actor yet. You got an opportunity to do voice acting. Like how did that opportunity come up? <sighs> man, I was going to ask that too. Good job, Steve. Man, it's, it's who, you know, it's who, you know, and thankfully I know some pretty fucking cool people. Um, Mia, one of them, ride or die, love Mia to death. Um, uh, we go to a storyteller summit. Um, that she also hosts and runs um, every Saturday. And uh, there I talk about uh, my Dungeons and Dragons playing. And I, you know, just for bits, I'll, I'll do, you know, like my, my classic, like, I am the dragon of Bleecker Street. Or whatever, right? Like, I'll, I'll do my, I'll, you know, I'll do, I'll do my voice actor D and D stuff in, and Mia, Mia, thankfully like heard me and she was like, Hey, like you sound great. Do you think you can do this thing? Um, and it, it's a very lucky thing. I, I've been hope I've been looking for more opportunities to do stuff like that just because it's, it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't come, you know, all the time or often you got to keep looking if you really want them. But, uh, but I think the truth is, is like, you just do it, you know. Um, I I have the opportunity to play D anD D with a few of my friends, and I'm able to like use all you know because of COVID. I I, I use like a soundboard, and I have all these like voice modulation stuff that I can do live, um, uh, and that and it's fun, and I love doing it, and and because of that, I. Uh, I I get to explore again, going back to what we talked about, get to explore that creative side, get to have that outlet. And when you have that outlet, you know, uh, eventually you might, you might not, you might see stuff come from it. 
Yeah. Um, and can you also talk a little bit about like for me, I'm really big on audio. You know that. So yeah, having, yeah, of course. having the equipment is no problem for me, but I'm sure that you didn't have that in the beginning. Can you go into a little bit about like specifically what you use and what your setup is? Oh man, everyone, everyone right now, everyone, please go to Amazon, look up, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look up a Behringer mixer. Yep. Can't be more than $60. Uh, you can also find a Behringer microphone and an XLR cable. Uh, total can't be more than a hundred. You can you can drip feed that. You can buy it. That is my entire setup. That's what I do for my podcast. That's how I talk on meetings. That's how I talk on Discord. And for the most, I mean, how do I sound to you guys? I hope I sound all right. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah. And besides that, Audacity is free. Uh, you can use that to record your audio. Um, I do pay for a voice modulator called Voice Mod. Um, and that has a sound lab where you can create your own effects. Um, but it also has presets that, you know, like you can... Turn yourself into a little baby. You can turn yourself into a little baby if you want to. <laughs> um, and, that's, and that's pretty much it. Uh, a lot of stuff is free or cheap, and of course, you're not going to have like professional sound quality, but um, you'll be able to do what you want to do if uh, you want to do it. Um, and I, I'm not trying to be dismissive to, of course, anybody that, um, but there are options there, and it's so exciting to tell people like, hey, there are options, like here are the things that you can do. Voice Mod actually has a free version, so yeah. Super cheap. Yeah. That, that's one of the things that I love. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is it, it's not about resources. It's about resourcefulness. And the fact, fact that you love doing this so much, you're able to go out and find these uh, affordable alternatives just to be able to get the job done. Um, whereas a lot of other people, they, they make excuses. Oh, I don't have this equipment. I, don't, I can't do this. So instead of focusing on the things you can't do, you're focused on the things that you can do. And you're able to leverage that to to an awesome opportunity. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that that happens to you, not just with, with this in life, but with a lot of things where you just like, Hey, we need, this is what I want to do. I got to figure something out. Let's work with what we got. And, uh, dude, I love hearing that. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's really kind of you to say, uh, yeah. I mean, I try my best, you know, um, uh, and, and I won't lie. It is hard. And, and I do think a lot of that is, is mindset and who you surround yourself with. I, I have the pleasure of, you know, having Byron as a friend and, and again, having Mia as a friend and his, my, my best friend in the whole wide world, Jesus, um, who, uh, who also helps me out. And, um, I'm constantly being encouraged to do those things. Cause I, you know, I, I have, I have my dark moments where, where I'm lacking confidence. I'm depressed. I, I'm anxious and, uh, it's hard to get out of that rut, you know, it's hard to get out of that feeling. Um, and that's what, that's what fucking friends are for, man. Yep. Uh, if, if you find yourself often in that position, maybe, maybe it's a sign that you need to surround yourself with more positivity, more, more people. And, and that's where the resourcefulness comes in because finding resources aren't just tools and technology. It's also people. Yeah. It's also, it's also knowing the right people, knowing the people that'll, cause it, 
it makes a huge difference when someone tells you like, eh, I don't know, man, it's going to be pretty hard versus when someone's like, Hey man, it might be hard, but you've done a lot and, and you're killing it. And I believe yeah, for it. Sure. Just the way you frame that makes a huge difference on how someone is going to perceive that. 100%. 100%. Um, and I'm of course, yeah. yeah. See, okay. Okay. Awesome. Dope. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just getting a little bit uh, pixel. Okay, okay, it's better now. COVID, baby, COVID. We doing it. We doing it live. <laughs> oh, you look so cool. Right now, I'll, I'll show you the live stream after. <laughs> but yeah, but man, yeah, that's cool. but yeah. That's why I wanted to. That's what I love about like this podcast is about finding the inspiring people who are there to to help you out. Is I mean, just like you. I have my dark moments. I have the times where I doubt myself. And that's why I love spending time with like Byron because Byron, like if I, if I ever think that, that, you know, I'm, I'm working hard and then I look at Byron's work ethic, I need to step my game up. I need to keep up with what Byron's doing. There's like things that he's able to do. It it amazes me. And it's so easy for me to get caught up in my own like BS and, and feel that doubt and that's why it's good, like you said, to have the inspiring people around you. So, um, yeah, hopefully, like through this podcast, this is something that we can do for other people out there, especially people that just want to get into the video game industry, don't know what to do. They've got so many doubts. Um, you know, fortunately, we've got uh, people with a lot of experience that can help kind of guide them through um, through the challenges of, of finding careers and finding things that really bring joy and fulfillment to their lives. Yeah. Amazing. I love that so much. It's so cool. It's such a wholesome mission to have uh, for this podcast. And you guys are doing it out of the kindness of your heart. That is definitely not why we started <laughs> my selfish ass podcast. <laughs> where we mostly well, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to be completely transparent about this, the more people that I can inspire to get into video games, that means the more amazing video games that I get to play. So, <laughs> in the end, there's a very selfish motivation to this. Yeah. But I understand yeah. that um, there's a saying that goes, you'll get everything that you want in life if you help enough people get what they want. So if oh, I help true. video game developers get what they want, it will all come back to me in the end. <laughs> like, I, I have to remember yeah. a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's it. That's I, it. I, I love that. Uh, interviewing with uh, Blizzard. Unfortunately, I didn't get the job. But I remember at the time, she was like, oh, man, their game library is awesome. You got to let me try out some of the stuff there. What do you get in? And it's just like, <laughs> I could be mad about that. But at the same time, I'd be lying if I didn't take advantage of Steve also being in charge of a game library at Sony, right? So there is yeah. some transaction going on there. But we do in, in legitimately enjoy uh, spending time together and doing the podcast and stuff like that. So 100%, man. I love the vibes right now. They're amazing. <laughs> I, I I love that saying, Steve, and I'm and I'm going to adopt that. That's a personal philosophy of mine that I've been trying to um, uh, implement more and more in my life. Um, uh, I recently, I don't know if the, I don't know how personal you guys get on this podcast, but on my on mine, we get. We get personal. We get we get into it. So let me know if I'm ever saying too much. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, about a year ago, right before the pandemic, I actually I lost my I lost my job. 
Um, uh, I had a girlfriend who broke up with me. Uh, my car lost a tire on the freeway. And, uh, and then COVID happened. It was, it was a lot of stuff yeah. all at once. It was overwhelming and terrifying. I wasn't sure if I was going to, you know, have enough money to make rent. Um, and I have a friend, one of my closest friends ever. He's actually get this. He's a priest. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a particularly religious person, <laughs> but he, he's, he's a priest really smart. And he was there to witness kind of all this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was breaking down in front of him and I was like, Rob, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. And, and, and it just sucks that all this is happening to me and it just feels so bad, you know? And he, he said something to me that was, Oh God, I'm choking up. He said something to me that was so powerful. Uh, to this day, I try to live with it and use it every day. And that was, that was, you're so hurt right now that when the next person comes around and they're feeling this hurt, you'll know exactly how they're feeling and you'll be able to help them. Right. And it's like, yeah, this sucks. But because of that, you're going to be able to make it so that the next person, it sucks a little less for. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful sentiment to have and a beautiful way to look at your life. You know, Um, I think personally, like the saying, what's the saying? I hate the saying. It's like life sucks and then you die. (laughs) It's that's. True, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in between there. You know, life sucks. You meet other people. You guys talk about how much life sucks because life sucks for them too. Mm-hmm. Then you make each other's lives suck a little less. Yeah. Then you hopefully get to make more people. You teach them how life sucks. And then they teach other people how to make life suck a little bit less. And then you die knowing that you made life suck a little bit less. For a bunch of people. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Dude, I love that. And I, I don't know if I heard this from somewhere, but it was something like find find the beauty in the darkness or find the beauty in the suck. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you go through those things, it helps to appreciate even more the good times, right? Because you yeah. to give a little perspective, like there are people that grew up in the US and they like the the water that they use to wash their dishes is cleaner than the drinking water for 70 percent of the world yeah it's really about perspective it's just because they haven't they haven't seen you know what real struggle and hardship is like so that's just their point of reference and it's not their fault it's just it's just them it's a matter of circumstance understanding like and putting yourself through like when you go through pain and hurt and hardships there's a way where you can kind of in the future understand that there's a time where it's going to be better and then i'm going to be able to look at this pain and say hey look how strong i am now for having gone through that in the past so part of it is just not getting so caught up in the moment and it's hard i'm not going to say that it's an easy thing but at least maybe have that reference point and that's why it's so important to have friends and people around you that are there to give you that kind of reminder 
that, hey, you know, times will get better, right? So, yeah. dude, I, I absolutely love that story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, love, absolutely. Happy I love share. your, um, I love your, like, frame of mind with that, too, because it'd be really easy to become, I'll, I'll just call it a gatekeeper and just say, oh, yeah. sucks. I went through it. You're going to go through it because I know I've had people in my life that are like that. Thankfully, they're not anymore. Um, but yeah, definitely who you surround yourself is a big part of how you're going to perceive your situation like that. That's that's just huge. So I'm, thanks for sharing that story for sure. Absolutely. And that's it. And I'm a baby. I'm going to do what we call in the comedy business, a motherfucking callback. That's what I love about Dark Souls. It gives you that exact opportunity. It oh, yeah. says, hey, this sucked for you. Make it suck a little bit less for the person that comes after. Yep. Right. And that's what it's about. That's what it's all about. And it's I don't know. It's so dope. Cool. I, I love I love just tying in how video games can be used in real life situations, because that's something that people playing this video game, they're like, oh shit, this happened in this game, but it's a real life skill set that I can use for me, for my friends, for my family. And that's like what video games has been for me my entire fucking life. Uh, it's, yes. it's overcoming hardship. It's being able to deal with, with challenges and problem solving, how to deal with losses, right? Because losses happen in video games, they happen in real life. And, you know, before I used to just be pissed off at the, at the controller, at the game saying, oh, this is unfair. And then I realized it's all, it's all me, right? Yeah. It's me. I can change. <laughs> I can get better at the game. I can level, level up my skill set. And that's one of the mindsets that I've taken into, into the real world is just like, how am I leveling up myself as I would level up a character in a video game? Oh, and then, God, yeah, man. I love that. And, and, you know, you talk about like, uh, bring it back to accessibility again, too, man. I think there's real potential to uh, like have games in more spaces than just like enjoying it like on your couch, right? Like, yeah. specifically, you bring up Dark Souls. You say, I want to make your situation suck a little bit less, right? So let's say, okay, guys, the lesson plan today is going to be empathy. So in order to do that, we're going to go over this game as game design mechanic oh. and then, you know, go from there. So I think that would be a really cool thing to do in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have never heard something that I agreed with more than what you just fucking said. Oh my God, you did it. That's crazy that you just did it right there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm curious, like what, uh, what games out there have had that type of, uh, that impact that have helped you grow as a person? Or maybe it wasn't immediately in the moment, but you can take a look back and say, uh, damn, that, that game, I was just playing for fun, but I fucking learned so much from that. Yeah. Um, I think about what games, really? I think in a, in a really kind of roundabout way, I can, I can justify saying that Shadow of the Colossus really had uh, an impact on how I view isolation um, and how I spend time with myself. Because a lot of the time that you spend in that game isn't fighting big colossi. It's just kind of being alone, right? Um, and the, the story behind everything is very somber. Um, uh, and I guess you could also extend this to um, 
th- this is a weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw the parallel between this and Sea of Thieves, <laughs> uh, which is another another game that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very realistic, like um, maybe not realistic, but really fun, like boat simulator, right? You can go there completely on your own. You have a boat. You can lower the sails and just sail on the high seas and vibe and be by yourself. And it's like it's uh, it's you you find yourself in this kind of introspective meditative state, right? Where like you might be thinking or you're just alone and there's not a whole lot of noise and it's uh it doesn't try to like fill your stimuli with a million different things. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, you're just alone and that's fine. Um, and those games are, yeah, like in a roundabout way that I, I, I can see like, that's something that I've maybe taken and trying to get better at is, is being more comfortable with my self sense of self and finding mm-hmm. uh, self presence and stuff like that cool so yeah wow that's a really good message i should play shadow of the colossus now (laughs) you should absolutely play shadow of the colossus yeah it might make you cry yeah but that's fine really good story (laughs) good it's a good story that i like i like uh i like visual stories that that don't need to like kind of write write out everything for you but you you pick up on it as as it goes on mm-hmm. uh, shadow colossus is definitely that it's a it's a good game wow that's cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow so along the lines of like personal development i think one of the the most influential games for me was street fighter 2 And uh, the reason why is because that built up so much of my mentality with regards to if I just put the time and effort into something that I can get really good at it. And um, the the backstory behind this is that playing video games as a kid, I was the youngest of seven kids. And my next brother, Orlando, he's like four years older than I am. He would whip my ass in everything from sports <laughs> to literally he would whip my ass to video games. And there was a time where I would just get obsessed with Street Fighter and I would play it over and over and over again to the one day that I started beating my brother. Hmm. And then it was just a one time thing and I fucking celebrated the shit out of that. And he beat my ass for real. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. then it got to the point where I could just dominate him and I would beat him so much that he would throw this, throw his controller down and run out and just be pissed off at me the whole time. <laughs> and that's when I realized that, oh my goodness, even though like my big brother, my hero, like the person that I look, look up to the most, if I just invest the time and effort into getting good at something, I can be better. And it's not just about age, but it's about, you know, actually putting your effort towards something. And that was like the aha moment for me. Yeah. Me is like, oh damn, it's like video games. Okay, that taught me something about myself, and then I can take that into the real world. So that's that awesome. Cool uh, can I change my fucking answer? Because that was great. Yeah, that was awesome, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's, that's so awesome. You know what? I know Tony and I, Tony, you and I talked about this last week when I visited you, and I think mm-hmm. I mentioned this on the podcast last week as well. But the idea of delayed gratification—that's another thing that you can teach through video games, right? It has yeah. so much more utility beyond just enjoyment and entertainment i totally think that a game like uh what did you say dark souls yeah for sure um, yeah delayed gratification 
just you're not going to instantly be the best at it. Right. And and I love Street Fighter as an example too because I I I I also am an avid player of fighting games. I mm. Uh, I love Dragon Ball Fighters. It's Ooh. it's one of my love that game, and it it took me a long time to learn that game and get better at it. And I mm. I was frustrated. <laughs> I was frustrated a lot of the times. But yeah, it it teaches you to put in the time, put yep. in the effort, practice, and you still might not be the best. <laughs> it also taught me to be kind of okay with not being the best in the world. I'm. You know, you're probably going to lose more than you're going to win. Yeah. But every loss should be some sort of lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, you should Mm -hmm. take the time to appreciate the losses for what they are, which is opportunities for you to grow. So, no, that's, yeah. Delayed gratification, man. That's, ugh. That's like a whole day. I could talk (laughs) talk (laughs) about how I, oh, man. That's, That's a whole life journey, trying to get used to delayed gratification. Yeah, man. <laughs> and so it, cool. it sucks because that instant gratification is being built so much into our lives these days. Like you think about the microwave where you can push a button and your, and your meal's ready within a couple of minutes, right? Or in Amazon yeah. Prime where you push a button, you get something delivered to you same day where like five, six years ago, you had to wait to like two weeks to get something in the mail and now it's all instantaneous. So everybody, especially people growing up today, they think, oh, everything's going to happen immediately. But when you're dealing with things like nat- natural systems, things like personal growth, you don't get the instant, like, you're not perfect yeah. immediately. You have to build yourself and grow. And uh, I think that's something that a, a lot of people are, ch- are, are having trouble with today is just making the distinction between, like, what are things where you can get the instant gratification and what are other things where you can't, where you just have to put in the work there's no choice right? yeah yeah and it's it's hard it it's it's <laughs> such a i am still learning that fucking lesson i talk to i feel like every like my friends need to start charging me for how much i talk to them about the same thing because <laughs> i i go to them and i say hey man um i'm trying this thing it's not working out i it's making me really upset and it's like yeah, man, you you just started. <laughs> like, like get, give it a little more time, maybe. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, it's hard. We we just actually talked about this. It's so funny. I don't know if this is me or, or just like the collective consciousness that we have right now. But I, we just talked about this on the last episode of my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were, we were talking about the disillusionment of you know like of work and time and effort and mm-hmm. your sense of self it and these are i'm saying all this but these are not easy things to just you know like to learn and get over like this is lifelong journey stuff like this is the stuff that i imagine i'm going to be spending a long time trying to learn getting better and improvement the thing that we kind of came to the the resolution that me and my friend came to and we were talking about this was the the frustrating answer, the truly frustrating but truthful answer for how can I improve that question of like, I want to get better at X, Y, Z. I have this personality trait that I want to change. Mm-hmm. I have some skill that I want to improve. How can I improve? The answer probably is 
you already are. <laughs> You're already improving. It just, it's gradual. It takes yeah. a long time. But you acknowledging that you want to get better at something or you want to be a better person mm-hmm. or you want to work harder is all part of improvement, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to put that into motion and you you are going to get better. It just takes time and it's hard and it's frustrating and you might want to quit, but you shouldn't. And, you know, when you get to the other side, you'll realize, you know, well, when you get to the other side, you're honestly going to be like, yeah, I guess I improved, but I want to improve more. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> never-ending like, battle. Never it's, ending it's a never-ending cycle, which is why you need to take stock, take a deep breath, and be like, I'm currently improving, and I have improved. And both mm-hmm. of these things can be true. I think a big part of that, too, is I know uh, we talked last week. Um, something was on your mind, right? Like bringing yeah. up your issues with a group of friends that you trust is also extremely valuable, extremely helpful to get so that important. honest feedback. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, that, and, and, and the honest feedback of... If it's the right people, they'll tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. What, not what you want to hear. Sometimes those can be two totally different things. Very confusing. Um, there, yeah. There's also the other extreme of people who tell you what you need, what you don't want to hear, and also what you don't need to hear. And those are definitely not the people you want to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. But yeah, absolutely. Circle of friends, man. Like another one of my favorite sayings is like, you're the, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. really, wow. <laughs> you got to think, and this, that's, that's in so many areas of your life. Like think about your health, think about your income, think about your happiness levels and think about how that relates to the, to the people that you spend the most time with. Like if you hang out with a bunch of millionaires, either you're you are one or you're on your way to being one, right? Because when you hang about hang around millionaires, there's just a certain vibe that they have, a, a knowledge that they have that you can learn from. And whether or not you're trying to learn from it, you're gonna you're going to absorb it. So if you want to improve any way in your life, start networking and, and meeting more people that have the things in life that you want. And that's where my mindset has been is just like surrounding myself with with positive people, positive aspects in all of my uh, all areas of life, whether it's financial relationships, education, service, health. It's like, okay, what do I want? And obviously, if I don't have it right now, it's like, okay, who are the people that do have those things, and how can I learn from them? Because they've been there, they've done that. They're they're not working out of um, out of theory. They they practiced it right and then yeah. when i can learn from their experience i don't have to recreate the wheel so right. um, that's just one of the things that i'm i'm always looking for it's like okay who can i learn from what can i do that's yeah that's god i'd never <laughs> heard that say these are such great mantras to, to have and carry with you this is awesome man people got a sub to empower podcast this yeah is, dude this is- <laughs> seriously steve like uh, I remember um, back when I first met you, uh, I guess I was about four years ago now. And then 
uh, going into that first Stigula meeting um, and really seeing the difference in mindset. Um, basically, it's like an entrepreneurship type of uh, meetup group, uh, Tony. Um, but yeah, their whole mentality is like, okay, so I have this perceived problem. How can I approach solving it or getting into a more favorable situation? Whereas there's a lot of people that will just say, I'm in this shitty situation. I can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. It was just really interesting being surrounded by a lot more people that really think that way and seeing how successful they are because of it. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's why I love like learning from people that are outside of my, outside of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. because it forces me to grow. And I know that I'm, I'm in a situation that I'm in because of the experiences that I've had in the past. And I know personally, I've got a lot of, I've got my own demons. I've got my own um, things that I've been programmed with and not necessarily because uh, for malicious purposes, it's just, I, I was raised by my parents and they had a certain mentality themselves. And I picked up a lot of their stuff. And a lot of the things that I picked up with them from them habits may not necessarily have been the best ones. Right. Right. Um, so I have to, I have to understand what's the reality in my situation and then find out what are the things that I can improve on. And I have to be very like blunt with myself because, you know, it, it, I didn't grow up with all of the advantages. So I've got to be like, okay, what can I do to, what can I do to learn? How can I grow? And the only way I can do that is to be honest with myself because when I see what the actual problems are, I can make adjustments. Whereas if I um, sugarcoat it, or if I say, ah, no, that's not, not, not really a problem, then I'm, I'm only hurting myself. So yeah. that's why I have like honest voices like Byron who will kick me in the ass when I need it. Um, <laughs> and that's why I'm so appreciative of, of this uh, of the friendship that we have, because I know Byron's got my back. Like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Byron's such a solid dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> let's 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 just talk about how great Byron is, real quick. <laughs> oh, uh, on that note, uh, we're actually <laughs> um, so are there any like uh, closing remarks that you guys would like to make as we end the episode. Steve, I will let you go first, dude. Um, I just love having genuine conversations with genuine people. Um, somehow revolved around video games and uh, just helping use this as a way to um, just to empower people's lives and using video games to do it. So um, with that being said, like I'm here trying to add value to other people, right? Help, uh, help other people get what they want. So ultimately I can play video games there. The cat's out of the bag because <laughs> I want to be, you know, a gamer. That's it. But yeah, uh, yeah this is part of the process. <laughs> I'm a gamer, mom. You have to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> a long process that you have started. I love it. You're, you're, I love the investment strategy. This yeah. is great. I need to start doing more of that. I want. I want better video games. <laughs> it's all part of my master plan. Yeah. Um. Uh. Closing remarks. That's hard. I will say. I think that uh, one of the most important things for everyone to do, and myself included, is to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for your mistakes, for your shortcomings. Um, And as soon as you can do that, you uh, will make it easier for you to move forward uh, and continue 
with doing whatever you want to do. Um, so forgive yourself. And once you start doing that, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll be able to move forward. Um, and of course, thank you to Stephen Byron for allowing me to come on the empower up podcast. This has been great. It's yeah, been no so problem, fun. Man. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one more time, one more time, uh, please, what, what's your podcast? Uh, where can they find you? Um, what else, what else are you promoting? Here we go, baby. I'm plugging into all the outlets. This is plug central. All right, everyone, please check out my podcast, the everyday, nothing special podcast. You can see us on Apple podcasts. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Um, if you look up spicy pinata, you'll find our YouTube channel. Uh, I, I have made a few um, uh, YouTube videos that are on there as well. You can visit our website at thespicypinata.com. You can check out our Twitter that we don't really use that more. So I'll say check out my Twitter <laughs> at Stanza Demanza and um, my uh, Zeus's Twitter at Zeus the Goose. And oh, what else? Am I forgetting to plug something? I feel like I am. Um, drink water. Uh, water's good for you. You should maybe uh, eat, eat, try. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I, I, I like plugging stuff that I just like. Um, everyone should really try uh, uh, Gardein Ultimate Beefless Burgers. If you're looking for a good <laughs> vegan burger, it, I, I just put some seasoning on it, absorbs it like a champ. It's amazing. I love it. It's one of my favorite burgers right now. Um, and yeah. And what I usually say is I'll catch you on the flip. So yeah. I guess I'll catch you on the flip. Yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. This was the one, the only Tino Bambino. He did not disappoint. I'm so glad I got him on. Right on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Take care. All right, see you guys. <laughs>